You're listening to Bitcoin and Markets. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. My name is Ansel Lindner. This is Bitcoin and Markets, episode 11. Wow, time is really flying. Already past episode 10. Uh, Thanks for all my listeners. Thanks to all the people that have subscribed. Uh, Hopefully, I'll continue to do this content in the future. Um, A big thanks to Paul, my good buddy, for all the support. Thank you, man. Appreciate it very, very much. You don't know how important your friendship is to me. All right. So today, going to be kind of a quick one. We're going to talk about what blockchain is good for. I gave a presentation uh, at my Bitcoin meetup a couple months ago about the whole blockchain thing. And this was pre-DAO, right? So it was, I think it was just at the beginning or just maybe a couple weeks before the DAO pre-sale. And, you know, there's a lot of buzz around the DAO, a lot of buzz around Ethereum and blockchain stuff. And so... I thought it would be a good presentation to give. And this is just a very short excerpt. It's kind of like the conclusion of this whole thing. Because if you're listening to this, you're pretty hip to what a blockchain is. And, uh, but what is it good for? That's, that's a little bit different. And so, um, yeah, this is kind of my, my last slide of my presentation. Um, all right. Let me pull this up here. Blockchains have, they're like this mythical beast that's good for everything. It's going to dis, it's allows decentralization to disrupt everything, right? Decentralize all the things. Well, I don't, I don't really buy into that. I did for a long time, but, um, once, once you kind of see the realization, at least once I saw the realization that, uh, work, was what was important in Bitcoin that, you know, a lot of these blockchain ideas kind of start falling apart. Um, people talk about deeds or property rights can be on the blockchain. People talk about identity being on the blockchain and also notarization. So those are the three things that I'm going to kind of touch on and why I don't think they belong on a blockchain. And they all boil down to one point. But let's start off with uh, some some little bit more basics. Uh, blockchains are inefficient. They're inefficient by design. It's much more efficient to have a centralized database, right? They're faster. They're more scalable. They're cheaper. But the one thing that they require that blockchains do not is trust of a centralized party. Okay, so that's the one big difference. I mean, it's important to realize that blockchains are way worse databases than traditional databases. They just don't require trust, which are is applicable to very small set of uh, applications. Okay. So talking about the things that blockchains might be good for that people out there tout. Uh, let's start with the easy one, which is notarization. Now, I do think notarization will be digital in the future. There will not be notaries that you have to go to the post office or the bank or the city hall, whatever, the library, to get something notified or notarized. 
That's that's not going to happen. It's all going to be digital. There's going to be digital notaries of some sort that you can go to online and get stuff notarized. And that is going to be stimulated by Bitcoin, but it's not going to be on a blockchain. Um, those, those types of things are, are done way too efficiently by central parties. Now, if you want to get things notarized, maybe in the future they'll say, hey, instead of one notarization, you need to get four. And so you'll have four of these centralized parties that notarize this or keep this in their, their database. And that is, that's perfectly legit. Because now it takes you, what, an hour or two, or maybe you have a notary in your company and you need to go down to their office and, you know, get their stamp and all this. It's, it's a waste of time. It probably t- takes you an hour or two at the, the fastest and at the slowest, you know, I had to, last thing I got notarized, I w- went to my bank and they, I had to come back the next day because the lady didn't have time for me. So, you know, it took me multiple days to get this done. Where in the future, if you have all digital notaries where people, you're just basically logging your hash in their database of stuff, um, signing some transaction with a, with a key, you could do that very, very quickly. There'll probably be things like, you know, kind of like a lending tree for loans where they go out and do, get all these different, um, uh, loan options for you in one, application well there'll be something like that for notaries too you know there'll be maybe even 10 companies and they'll all have the same website or they'll all go through the same website and you'll be able to notarize this stuff through them and it it might even be open source i don't know it might be some sort of donation or some sort of charity organization in the future that does that which is totally possible in my view but it's not going to be a blockchain blockchains are way too inefficient the space that it takes to notarize something is not huge, but it's not small by any means, especially if you have everybody notarizing stuff. So um, that is not going to be on a blockchain. That's easy to dispel. All right, deeds and property rights and ownership, that's not going to be on a blockchain either. And this ties into the identity piece too. I think identity can be on a blockchain, but it's going to be much different than most people think. Um, so deeds and property rights or ownership of assets or goods that the reason why that cannot be on a blockchain is because there is a real world risk. The, the physical nature of that good makes it impossible to put on a blockchain because it, it can be hacked physically. It can be hacked. Um, it can be uh, crypto lockered, right? Or it, it can be stolen. If everybody in the world were an angel, we wouldn't need to have these property rights in a record, right? Because everyone was an angel. There was zero possibility of anything ever getting stolen or um, appropriated by a, the wrong person, um, et cetera, et cetera. So you wouldn't need records, but people are not angels. <laughs> Most, I believe people are generally good, but there are bad people out there that are going to try to steal your stuff. That's why you need blockchain or you need record keeping for this type of stuff, but you don't need blockchains. 
let me put it this way. Guns will always trump a blockchain. If it's physical, it can be stolen. So a lot of these things, they say, okay, these property rights need to be brought to, or this idea of property rights needs to be brought to Africa or some places in the world that don't have a tradition of property rights. Okay, great. I think that's a very noble ambition, but it doesn't matter. If I have a farm that, and I want to say my hundred by my, um, you know, 50 meter by 50 meter little farm that I have for my family in the, in some African country is mine because I put it on a blockchain. That doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. People can come and shoot, kill my family. And then what does the blockchain matter? The blockchain is wrong. Then you're out of consensus, right? Because you're dead. And that's, that record still says that you own that. So, yes, I mean, there's ways maybe around that where you can have multiple keys on multiple people and yada, yada, yada. But that's just way too fucking complicated. I'm sorry. A thousand years from now, maybe that would happen. A couple hundred years from now. On some next generation blockchain technology. But right now, that's not going to happen. If it's physical, it, it is vulnerable to attack. And it cannot be on a blockchain because you will automatically be out of consensus with things. So guns will always trump a blockchain. And that's why anything that's physical cannot be on a blockchain. Now, some people will say like the smart lock thing. Okay. I hate to bring up Slocket because that is kind of taboo right now. A lot of people with this DAO stuff. But I mean, Slocket, their idea, their whole name of their project and everything was around this smart lock okay i send money to this lock and i can use it or i own the smart contract for that lock so i sign a message to it and whatever i can use this lock but that can get crypto lockered people and if it's turing complete it's worthless it's gonna get hacked and what is the use of having it on a blockchain in the first place if it's a centralized party, it's much, much more secure. I mean, I think smart locks will happen, but they will not be on a blockchain. They'll be centralized, at least for the foreseeable future. We're talking decades and decades down the road. I think there's going to be lots and lots of smart technology, smart locks, smart drones, smart this, smart that, self-driving cars, but they're not going to be on a blockchain. That's, that's my fundamental thesis here is that if it's physical, it cannot be on a blockchain because there's too many attack vectors in the real world. So now let's bring this into identity. So identity is there are, there is a physical part of your identity, your name, your address, your blood type, your this, that, right? Your shoe size, your, uh, waist, um, I don't know, your, uh, Today, it's like your credit rating because you have a loan for your house and yada, yada, yada. But there's also a digital identity, right? A purely digital identity. And a lot of people are trying to mix these two things. So they want to digitize our medical records. They want to, you know, have everything online, all of these records, all of this data about you. That is tied to your physical being, which I don't think that cannot go on a blockchain. 
You cannot tie your data on a blockchain. You can't tie medical records on a blockchain. Now you can have some weird ass scheme that might work at low scale. It might work, but it's not going to scale. It's not going to ever be a universal type application for this stuff. And it's very vulnerable to attack. If you think the current system is vulnerable to attack, look at Slocket and the DAO. They were hacked immediately. Immediately they were hacked. Within three weeks, there was such a vicious attack on the DAO that they are done. And it might kill Ethereum. So now you're saying you want to put your medical records on a blockchain. It's retarded, people. It's not ever going to work, at, like I say, at least for my lifetime. It's not going to work. And I'm only 35 years old. So I'm hoping to live at least another 35 years. It's not going to happen in my lifetime. But there is a different side to your identity, right? There is a digital side to your identity. My username on Reddit has nothing to do with my real world identity. I mean, yes, you could say that it's tied to my IP address, which is my address or whatever. But if I don't want it to be, it won't be. Um, my Twitter account doesn't necessarily need to be tied to that. My, if I'm a gamer, my online gaming account, my um, ID in these games doesn't need to be tied to my personal physical identity. But they could be tied together. Imagine if they're tied together. Well, think like if you have a business, right? Or even your own personal brand. You have a Twitter account. You have a LinkedIn account. You have um, a Facebook account. You have an email. You have all these things. A uh, website. Yada, yada, yada. On and on and on, right? And they're all supposed to be tied to your your physical identity. Well, imagine if you had this online identity and everything was tied together except not to your physical identity, not to your real name. So you might have um, one of my good listeners here, Lucky Dragon. Uh, he has a Reddit account, Lucky Dragon. He has this uh, SoundCloud account, Lucky Dragon. He has a Twitter account, Lucky Dragon. So, but it's not tied to his real identity. It's tied to his online identity. Right? And so I can see that these online identities will become more of what's important. Your physical half of your identity will not be as important in the future. Um, so, okay, this online identity, how do you measure this? Well, I think that you're going to have, it's going to be token based. So you're going to have airline miles. You're going to have, um, uh, type of credit rating that is all tied to your Bitcoin. Cause now you have this physical cash that doesn't, or this cash Bitcoin that doesn't have to be tied to your physical identity, right? So you can go out there and use this. Your account balance will be your reputation. The higher your set, I mean, right now you can say this, that the higher your Bitcoin balance is, the more trustworthy you are, right? That I think that's, quite obvious it's not a hundred percent true but it is generally true if i have a million dollars in bitcoin that i can prove ownership to i have more reputation if i only own 
$10 in Bitcoin and I go to apply for a $1,000 loan from somebody in Bitcoin, I cannot, I, you know, my reputation doesn't speak for itself. But if I show that I have, look, I have a million dollars here, but it's kind of tied up in other things and um, I want to get a loan for $10,000. Well, they're going to look at this balance. They're going to say, hey, yeah, that's that's good reputation for me. Uh, okay, you're only asking for $1,000. You know, you can see that happening, right? Well, imagine if it's based on tokens as well. So if I go get a loan from somebody and I make on my payments on time every month for 36 months, I'll get 36 tokens. And next time I apply for a loan, they'll see that this address has 36 of these good boy tokens on it. And these good boy tokens will get me a lower interest rate. Maybe I have 3,600 tokens on here. And so I don't, I only pay 0.1% interest, right? The more you accumulate, well, those tokens, I think, will be part of your reputation or your online identity. And there will be all sorts, and that's just the money aspect. But you can see about how it goes in games. You can see about how it would go in other things. You have these tokens, maybe different addresses. Maybe you want to apply for a loan, but you don't want to see this game, this gambling token on your address. So, you know, you'll send that gambling token to your other address. And then you apply to this for this loan or whatever with this, uh, clean address that only has these good tokens on it. And you can build this up over your lifetime. Over years, you can uh, gather these tokens and massage them into different things. So as you go to different places, you can, with different identities, you can have this different reputation. It's great. It's a great idea. And what's cool, also very cool about it is there will be, you could sell these. So what is a good credit rating worth? <laughs> right. So now if you have like an 800 credit score right now, it's very good and it it's worth a lot. I think it's worth a lot. Um, not if you don't take out a lot of loans, like I don't really go into debt at all, but it's worth it's worth a lot. It says something about you. Right. And um, so in the future, say you have some sort of these to good boy uh, loan tokens and. Um, you can sell them to other people because it makes them look better. So what is that worth to them? You can sell it. There would be a market for this. There would be a market for in-game tokens. There'll be a market for this type of token, a market for this type of token. I mean, you can see how that will go with your reputation. I mean, this is already used on online gaming. I don't game, but I know for a fact that they do this type of thing with online games. You know, you earn medals and, and yada, yada. I, I can see that being much more important in the future. And that's how they're going to do identity. It's not going to be at all tied to your physical identity. It's actually going to be frowned upon. The powers that be will push that, but it's not going to be what's going to happen. I mean, there's going to be suckers. There's suckers born every day. And you can see the intermediate step there is going to be where um, they're going to try to push this where it's tied. But that's inherently insecure yeah that that's so that's my idea of what a blockchain is good for there's some other ideas that i might want to throw in here from my presentation i said obviously i mean i didn't even talk about this but currency is obviously prime for a blockchain because it's absolutely digital at this point identity like i talked about and then i have this point about ai now it's very that's very interesting I probably could go on quite a bit about that, but it's, I mean, 
an AI that has anything to do with the real world, like, say, a self-driving car that actually is an AI online, right? Because self-driving cars will have Bitcoin wallets in the future. So they will have some sort of use of a blockchain, but will these AIs live on a blockchain as in a smart contract? Probably not. And, uh, but there will be some sort of use cases, maybe things that they must do. Like, um, I think what's cool about AIs is, okay, so you had the, the Taybot that turned radical within 24 hours on Twitter. Tay tweets, I think is the handle. Went, went really crazy calling, you know, racist and Hitler and all, all this stuff within 24 hours. It was crazy because I don't think it has this market knowledge. But if you can program into it a respect for Bitcoin, a respect for value, if I act this way, people might tip me. If I do this for somebody, people might tip me. I get into this habit pattern of doing things. I mean, of course, you'll teach AIs to be hackers in the future, but you'll also teach them some sort of appreciation for value transfer. And so I do think that blockchains have a lot to teach AI, but through the Bitcoin and through uh, the Bitcoin blockchain and through value transfer in general. Um, so that's all I have for this week. Thank you guys so much for joining me. My name is Ansel Linder. This is Bitcoin and Markets. Like, subscribe, share this around. Um, thank you for all my listeners that listened to the first 10 episodes, and now we're starting on the next 10. I'm going to start posting these also on YouTube, I think. Um, I'm trying to get some branding together, um, figure out if I want to include graphics or if it's just going to be straight, like one slide and the talking. We'll see. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. You've been listening to Bitcoin and Markets. Please like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time.